Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for soul-aligned entrepreneurs like you to listen in on high-vibe, consciousness-expanding conversations for leveling up your leadership and bringing your vision for big impact and big income to life. On this show, you'll hear from experts in the world of branding, marketing, copywriting, fashion and style, photography, personal development, spirituality, and so much more. I believe the world needs more leaders like you. And the Wild Woman Hotline is a place to feed your soul and fuel your brand so you become the Soul Aligned CEO you were born to be. Now let's dive into this week's value-packed episode. All right, what is up, Wild Women? I have with me today a guest that is going to expand your ability to receive, your ability to exchange, your ability to invest from a place of ease and trust and flow, because I have with me today Jamie Amanda, who is not only a Reiki master, but she is a spiritual and empowerment coach. And she guides her clients to feel empowered, confident, and ready to blaze a trail as a light warrior. So I know so many of you are spiritual entrepreneurs, spiritual CEOs, light workers, helpers, healers, guides, mentors, coaches, and you all resonate with being a light worker to some extent, which is why I'm excited to have Jamie on today because we are going to talk about not only money mindset, but rewriting your money story and how that ties into your work as a light worker and basking in the abundance that we deserve for all of the incredible gifts that we give to the planet. So the people that come to Jamie are oftentimes confused, overwhelmed, maybe lacking clarity. They have a vision and capability and desire for abundance, but limiting beliefs or old paradigms are creating roadblocks for them. So this ties in perfectly with rewriting your money story, which we are going to dive into here shortly. So when you're working with Jamie, she helps you dissolve those roadblocks by doing deep shadow work, clearing the path for greater understanding and awareness, and then curating unique and specific daily routines and habits to help you accomplish your goals. She's here to help you recognize your gifts heal wounds and clear blocks, and step into abundance. I'm so excited to have you here, and I'm so excited to talk to you and learn more about you because we met through a mutual connection. Nina, who was on here previously talking about social media management and how to create content and how to show up value-based for your audience, but you know how to provide value and still sell comfortably. So she was on here before. That's how you and I got connected. If you guys haven't listened to that episode Go check it out. It's packed full of information. But tell me more about what you do and what got you into the work that you're doing. Like, have you been an individual that's always felt a call to awaken the abilities of others? Like, tell me your story. So I would say from a small age, I always kind of knew I was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to see beyond the facade with people and things around me, but I didn't realize this till later in life. And it wasn't until I was about eight years into a really difficult, abusive relationship um, with the father of my children that I started to really question everything. Um, There was a lot of narcissistic things going on, and I realized that I was an empath and that... um, feeling like I was losing my own mind must not be the way things are supposed to be. And I started kind of just opening up my subconscious, my conscious, my consciousness and setting the intention for, you know, God, source, spirit to 
show me what else is out there than the situation I was in because I knew I was meant for more. I had had visions all growing up of what I could be and what I could do and the difference I could make. And I'm looking all around me like this is not the life that I wanted for myself. And I started to experience different things, um, like hearing different sounds that weren't there, you know, out of body experiences, um, seeing things. I started seeing like sparkles of light, um, flashes of light. And something I actually um, spoke about recently on my Instagram was um, a situation one night where I was living in a little trailer out in the middle of like nowhere, (laughs) Um, a little bit from where I am now. And there was a lightning storm and it sounded like lightning hit like on my house. It was really scary. And in that moment, there was this bright blue ball of light that came through my front door (laughs) for just a second and then disappeared. And I remember sitting there staring at my door like, did that just happen? (laughs) my, My daughter was asleep. She didn't even wake up. And it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I turned right to the internet and started Googling things. And I became a part of this group on Facebook Back when Facebook groups were just beginning, this was about like 2012, Mm -hmm. I want to say. I was going to say, those are some old G days right there. (laughs) It was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I became a part of this like occult group um, because I thought I was seeing ghosts and spirits. I didn't know what I was experiencing, really. Um, And that's just sort of how it happened for many years after that is I just kept meeting people, you know, the universe kept aligning me with the right people um, that were mentoring me or introducing me to more people. And I started just gaining this massive awareness around our connection to ourselves um, and the world around us. And I realized that the things that I was experiencing were gifts. Um, They weren't something that I should be quiet about. And the more research I did, the more I got into. And so I actually became a certified crystal healer as well. Mm -hmm. I actually ran um, a retail crystal business online for about four years, Mm -hmm. which was incredible. Um, And during that time, I became a Reiki master as well. So um, it's, it feels like a really long journey when I say it like that. Um, but it also feels like it's just been a blip in time, um, to be honest. Yeah. Amazing. So like, tell me how awakening these gifts within yourself and, and recognizing your abilities led you to then mentoring others in doing the same for themselves, like creating, creating a life of service and contribution and being of service and contribution through your gifts Tell me how you got into that line of work. So again, I'm going to kind of throw back to when I was a child. Um, my mother was diagnosed with a, a pretty debilitating disease when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when we moved from Memphis down here to Florida, where we are now, um, that things really started to shift a lot for me as as a child and as a human being. Um And I took on a lot more responsibility and gained a lot more independence. And because of that, I was able to see what my mom was going through, perhaps through the eyes of someone a little bit more mature than just a 12-year-old child. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually had a neighbor (laughs) that was into natural medicine, alternative medicine, um, and kind of being off-grid. And they were telling me all kinds of things that could help my mom. And I remember being 12 and just absorbing all this knowledge and thinking, why don't more people know about this? Mm -hmm. And so from a very young age, it kind of lit a fire within me to, to share with people and try to get them to see how they could live in ways where they didn't have to suffer. Because Mm -hmm. I watched my mom suffer doing things like eating the wrong things, drinking the wrong things, taking all these medications and not 
generally taking care of herself. So um, again, it was, you know, at, at, as a small girl, I realized that I had a passion for helping people. And I just, I didn't want to see people go through these tough times. And I knew that I had the capability to share what I was learning with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I imagine that that is like a direct correlation to the wounds and shadow clearing, you know, healing wounds and clearing shadow that you now do. And this ties directly into money mindset and wealth consciousness because, I mean, as a collective, we are so wounded around our relationship with money and just our relationship with support in general, our worthiness, our perceived worthiness of being supported and being worthy of what we desire. And I think that goes so incredibly deep and the layers are so, 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 so many how do you approach healing and supporting and guiding others and when it comes to shadow elements, but specifically around money mindset, specifically around wealth consciousness? So I'd like to take sort of the approach that I went through myself. You know, I, I started off with the outside, you know, the body um, and and realizing that there were some things I needed to do with this physical body first. Um, and then the mindset work came after that. And then the spirit work came after that. Mm. Um, so that's why I, I not only talk about mindset um, in shadow work, but also habits that support this lifestyle, because you can do all the mindset work you want. You can do all the shadow work you want. But if you still fall into the same habits and daily structures that have put you there in the first place, then, you know, it's like cleaning out a hoarder's home, but not healing them, you know, and taking them through the trauma that caused them to hoard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, we hoard things psychologically, um, mentally and emotionally. And so it's, it's digging into all of that, um, and getting people to see things from sort of a different perspective. I feel like I kind of have a gift to do that. And sometimes I don't even totally understand how it works. Um, but sometimes I just feel like things are channeled through me. And a lot of the feedback I get from the people I've worked with is that I was able to help them see things in a different way, um, than they hadn't been able to see before. And they Mm -hmm. feel more empowered after, um, you know, coming into contact with me or some of my work. And so I just really lean into that and let spirit guide me um, with each individual. But um, with the program that I just launched recently, we start by gaining a lot of awareness. We start with the education, right? So figuring out where you are now so that you know how far you need to go and and where you really need to do the work. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So you said something that honestly, I'd don't know that I've heard before. And it was the approach of starting with your body, the physical body first, when it comes to healing and addressing wounds around wealth, consciousness, and money mindset. I am fascinated by that. So tell me what that means in terms of like addressing the physical body and starting there, because I, you may not know this because we've recently come into each other's circles, but my background, my academic background is in nutrition and dietetics. So I'm heavily, heavily trained in the biology and the chemistry of the body, but I'm also fascinated by Eastern medicine and by holistic healing. So I'm also aware of the energetic layers of the body, the subtle body, the energetic body, the spiritual body, all of these different layers of the body. And to hear you say that you approach money mindset and wealth consciousness, starting with the physical body instead of going directly to the mind and the conscious and the subconscious, which is where a lot of people go. They're like, this is a mind problem. We're going to start there. 
We're going to go to the conscious mind and we're going to convince the subconscious mind that what we're thinking about consciously is what we're creating in our reality, which is true. Not disregarding any of that. That's true. The mind is incredibly important when it comes to attraction and manifestation, but I haven't heard about the body as much. So tell me more about that. So I think for some people, um, doing things physically is more tangible, right? When someone's seeking um, some sort of transformation or some results, um, a lot of people want instant gratification, which doesn't always happen when you're doing the shadow work or the mindset work. Sometimes it takes time to see those things. And also, like I said a minute ago, um, if you're not focusing on replacing the habits that got you to where you are in the first place, then it's just going to be sort of a fluke, any success that you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like to start with seeing where people are at with their with their health, you know, and this, I think, ties into, you know, what I experienced as a child and seeing the importance of that and just understanding that you can do all the healing work that you want. Um, but if you're putting bad things in, you're going to get bad things out, you know? So, um, I'm working with people to, you know, make sure they're drinking enough water and making sure they're getting enough nutrition and making sure they're moving their bodies every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I do have, um, kind of an exclusive program called high vibe habits that I use for um, some of my clients where I take them through sort of a transformation of evaluating what their daily life looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, Because oftentimes there's pockets of time throughout our day that we're not aware of where we're wasting our time or doing things that aren't serving us. And um, I think if you start there, it just, it, it gives, it does something to you in your mind and makes the other work a little bit easier and it, a little bit more seamless, if that makes sense. So if we're talking about the body being the first layer, what's the next layer that comes after that? What do we do after we've established this like um, security in the body? And once we've strengthened the body in that way through habits, what comes after that? So after that, I really like to take people into their beliefs, their limiting beliefs, their um, conditioning from, you know, childhood, from growing up, um, and even things that can come up from past life connections that play a huge role um, in our relationship with money in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of exercises that I take people through where you're just asking yourself questions. It's nothing like elaborate or anything that you haven't heard of before, um, but journaling is such a huge tool. You know, we we think in our minds all day, you know, our mind is constantly running, but they're just kind of you know, subconscious thoughts that are just flowing like a river, they don't really have a direction. And when you ask yourself specific questions, and you make yourself go to places in your mind and your memories that you haven't visited for a really long time, it can help you see things about yourself. So I like to have people do that, dig into those beliefs um, um, and the things that they've experienced in their lifetime, you know, the, the things they've heard from caretakers and parents, um, any kind of experiences they had, maybe even in school. So we really dig in deep to that. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time with people on that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we do some forgiveness around those things as well mm-hmm. and understand that our experience is perfect the way it is. And we do not have to be what we have been. We can take that story and reframe it and turn mm-hmm. it into something beautiful. Mm, yeah. Okay. So let's take this up a notch and let's, let me give you like a, a hypothetical that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. And that is with investing because as entrepreneurs, 
We are going to invest over and over and over and over and over again in our businesses and in our growth, in our development as leaders, in our development as spiritual women. And so there's this, especially when you're starting out, because I know that you work a lot with people who are just getting started or who are growing and developing their businesses. Some of those people are in my audience too. I also have a lot of people that are in established businesses and now they're looking at big girl investments, 10, 20, 30K investments into their businesses, right? So let's take this into a hypothetical of like somebody comes to you, we've just done the layer of body, and now we're looking at the inner work. We're looking at the mind, we're looking at the beliefs, we're looking at past stories. And every time they feel called to take a next step forward, to bring on their next mentor to help them expand or to get support in their business or whatever it may be. And every time they go to invest in something, they're hit with this overwhelm. How do we do the inner work around that type of an experience? Yeah. Yeah. Investing is a huge one. We do. We do invest a lot in, and I think a lot of people don't realize that either. You know, when, when you're doing this kind of spiritual business, we've put a lot into this to make sure that, you know, we can be a proper guide <laughs> for mm-hmm. people. Um, but I think a lot of the the fear and the anxiety that comes up about investing big time has more to do with um, one's own self-worth and belief in themselves and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. than it does with anything else. So, um, you know, the, the people that they're investing in are mirroring that back to them. You know, they, they know that they can get this information, but are they going to be able to actually implement it? You know, and they're mm-hmm. seeking this validation outside of them and they're asking for, I don't want to say the wrong things, but a lot of times when people are, are investing in coaches, um, they're, they're wanting the answers, to things, not realizing that they already have the answers within them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I always tell people to, to make sure that, you know, when, when I'm working with someone who's building a business, for example, we really, really narrow down their zone of genius and what lights them up so that whenever they talk about what they're doing, they are just glowing like a fireball and there's no way that they're not going to believe in what they're doing. They can talk to anybody about it. They can talk about it for hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you feel that way, it becomes a lot easier to invest in someone that's got, huh, okay, well, they have sort of some different ideas. I think they can bring some value to me. Let me apply what I'm doing to the knowledge that they can share versus, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't think anyone's going to buy from me. Maybe this person who just made hundred K can tell me how I can make hundred K, mm-hmm. you know, you can feel the energetic difference there. And so um, even more recently, a lot of the work I've been doing is, is healing the womb energy around the sacral chakra, mm-hmm. our ability to receive, um, you know, it, I call it the money container, right? So if your money container is really small, Mm -hmm. um, even if you have a lot of money coming in, it's just going to flow right out. It's going to spill over and not necessarily where you want it to. So in order to invest wisely, that money container needs to be strong. It needs to be big. And then you also need to know, you know, discernibly where you need to put it. Because I think a lot of times two people invest um, unwisely and it's because they're making choices based on that fear, right? rather than making choices based on um, bravery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, amen, sister. And I am so curious because this is not something that I know a lot about in terms of wealth consciousness is womb work. I would love to hear more about that because um, 
I have heard a lot about it. And because I don't know a lot about it, haven't taken myself into a place of acceptance that that would be something that is incredibly important. So I, I, I want to have a conversion here. (laughs) (laughs) Help me understand because I'm sure a lot of people listening, this is new for them as well. So it'll be helpful just to have a conversation about it. But how does the sacral chakra, the womb space, the sexual organs, how does all of that tie into our ability to receive and hold big money? So I want to preface that question by saying that um, anyone that knows me knows that I love to keep things really simple. Mm -hmm. Even complex subjects, I like to try and, and keep them really simple for people to understand, but also because I am ADHD, it's easier for me. So as complex as this subject can be, I do think that the implementation is actually quite simple. So, um, (laughs) uh, now to answer your question, I think that the suppression of our womb space, um, not just in women, you know, the sacral chakra holds the womb space for men as well, Mm -hmm. but, um, especially for women, um, that sexual energy that comes with that chakra, that creative energy has been suppressed for so, so, so long. Um, that even if, you're not even in direct contact with that sort of suppression. Now it's been passed down through generations. It's still showing up in governments and in corporations. And that suppression has contributed to that chakra being shut off for so many people. We're not in touch with our sexuality. We're not in touch with our sexiness. We don't feel good in our bodies. You know, we're not bringing in the money that we want. We're not feeling creative. We're not calling in the things that we want. Mm-hmm. And and people have spent thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to figure out how to fix this when really, I think quite simply put, um, we just need to feel sexy again. We need to connect with ourselves in that womb space and love on it, love on it in a way that it has not been loved on properly for thousands of years Mm -hmm. and embrace yourself sexually. You know, whether you're with someone or not with someone is not really important. If you are lucky you, because you can express that a lot easier, probably. Um, But feeling good in your body, um, feeling lit up, doing things that make you feel powerful invigorates that creativity, invigorates that self-confidence and that self-esteem. And when you're feeling good and you're feeling sexy and confident, like nothing can stop you. You become magnetic. You know, people want to know what the secret is of being magnetic, you know, having that magnetism in your business. And it's connecting to that sacral energy and that womb space and accepting it, you know, and showing it some love. So that like your explanation of it just clicked for me because for womb space, it's always had this association of like motherhood specifically with womb space because we're talking about your womb. So can you maybe elaborate on that for anybody that might be in the same thought, the train of thought that I'm in where womb space only has to do with you creating babies Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I think it took me, I took me some time to wrap my head around this as well. Um, last year I did, um, a lot of priestess work where this idea of womb energy, womb space thing kept coming up. And I, I have to say, I didn't quite get it then either. Mm-hmm. And it's all <laughs> really become quite clear, um, this year and the further work I've been doing, but your womb space energetically. So for men or women is, is the the seat of our energy. 
I think it, it commands respect. I feel like I, I needed to say that as well. When you get into that space, it commands respect. And I think long ago, there were some entities and some groups of people who, who saw that. And because people who commanded respect could not be controlled, they found ways to uh, basically make it a terrible thing to, to own that. And to have that that pool of energy there be full and be vibrant. And so people, it's just, it leaked out, you know, it leaked out. And so although with women, it is a place where we, you know, birth a baby, have a baby, grow a baby. Um, energetically speaking, it's just the the center of where our energy pools and is the the basis of our our power as a human you know the ancient egyptians had this figured out you know um, there's lots of ancient civilizations who had this figured out and as time has progressed it's become more and more obvious that um that power can change things mm -hmm. and so there's this massive awakening that's happening and a healing of the divine feminine, which I didn't quite understand at first either. And now it's like, oh, I get it. You know, even men can do this work. You know, I work with both men and women um, just because spirit told me I had to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of, like kind of kind getting of, to that guy. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it, they can also heal in this way as well by honoring that feminine energy, um, which changes the script. It flips the script for what's been happening for so long. And so, um, you just have to think of it in terms of energy. That makes so much more sense. And it's also interesting for me, I'm just sharing this with you. It's also interesting for me that there's this like block around the word womb. Because there's part of me that isn't sure that I'm going to be a mother during the course of my life. And so that's probably my own shadow coming up around the word womb because of the relationship I have with kids and being a mother. So that was just an interesting realization that I just had there. But that the way you described it as being like a, a container, a, a place where energy is held and channeled and where all the other energy centers kind of collect makes so much sense. Yeah. And I think even what you said in terms of you feeling like your, your shadow's coming up and you're being activated. I prefer that term over triggered. Okay. <laughs> you're being activated around this word womb. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to tell you that that's actually not uncommon because we're also for thousands of years have been told that as women, we are to be birthing children. That is our job, you know? And so I want you to realize too, is that you're not required to do that. You can use that energy center in other really powerful ways. You can birth ideas. You can birth movements. You can birth change. We don't just have to birth children with that womb. Mm, wow. Thank you. That was such a gift. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, I hope somebody else, I hope that was for somebody else too. Somebody else received that as well because there is a lot of shame around being a woman who doesn't want to have kids and wants to. I don't want to say be a career woman in the traditional sense, but be a career light worker where her life is birthing new creations, leading movements. That's a great way to say it. Being of service and helping others birth creations. And that's how she wants to use her creative energy. And that's really where I'm being called towards. And it's brought up a lot for me in terms of, wow, like there's so much societal and cultural expectation 
And also stigma around what that means in terms of, oh, she's a career woman. She's hard. She's cold. Like she, she's a, you know, a man eater. Like all of these things that come up with being somebody that is very heart driven for service rather than necessarily using that energy for babies. So for anybody else that's feeling this way, I'm right there with you. I'm working through this on my own. My partner and I are working through this. So you are not alone. I'm right there with you. And it's a conversation that we get to have with ourselves and really choose ourselves instead of choosing the fear of what, how you're going to be perceived because of that choice. So thank you. That was such a gift for you to share with me. You're welcome. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. So we've talked about the body. We've talked about the inner work. We've talked about the womb space. Is there anything left we haven't covered when it comes to wealth consciousness, money mindset? and rewriting your story around money? Um, One, I guess one other aspect to the work that I'm taking people through in my program um, is that connection to source and spirit Mm -hmm. and love and gratitude. And while I feel like sometimes the whole love and light movement um, is sort of cliche and it's been around for a long time, um, I also think that it doesn't really get enough credit. Um, Coming back to center and understand how to be present in the moment Mm -hmm. and not be affected by, you know, the chaos of the world around us, especially in the world that we're living in right now. It is so important to be able to not absorb that chaotic energy and having that connection to spirit and connection to Gaia is, is where you can begin to sort of heal that. And so while the body work is important and the mindset work is important, um, if you're not connecting to whatever source that you look up to, um, on a daily freaking basis, like you're, you're going to be, you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're going to start to have days where you're feeling really drained. Because that connection to source is what fills us with light energy. You know, when we don't make that contact and and they're always waiting on us, you know, they're always there. Our angels and guides and ancestors are always there waiting on us to make that contact with them. They want to help us. Um, And when we neglect that, we're really doing ourselves a huge disservice. And we're also doing humanity a huge disservice um, Mm -hmm. because there's so much awareness and clarity and downloads that can come with the work that you want to do, the way you can influence people and make changes in the world. So I like to take people through um, affirmation work and meditations just to connect. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything difficult or crazy, mm-hmm. you know, just simply sitting in the woods on a log, you know, absorbing some light energy for a few minutes can change the course of your entire day, if not your whole week. How can we make communicating with guides, with the universe, tapping in, how can we make that something that is fluid? The same thing with money. If we're constantly trying to chase money, it's going to be further and further away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if we're trying to chase a connection to spirit or we're trying to chase answers by, you know, having a a five hour routine every day, um, again, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. I went from having a very extensive morning routine, nightly routine to just doing what feels right for me. And what feels right for me is, um, I remember watching an Abraham Hicks video. If you guys haven't checked her out, oh my gosh, you've got to, it'll change your life. Okay. Um, But she mentioned something about how the first 17 seconds of consciousness when you wake up in the morning is vastly important to setting the tone for your day. 
And I think so many people wake up with anxiety and, oh, yeah. and they immediately get those gears turning, right? And thinking about what they have to do and bills they have to pay and whatnot. So I'd like to spend those first couple of minutes saying a couple of affirmations and then just kind of praying and connecting to the universe and to God and my angels and asking for protection for the day. And that is about the extent of my routine now because it feels good. I feel lit up. I feel complete after that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've started going for walks. So once I get my kids off the school, um, I take my dog out with me sometimes. Other times I go by myself so it can be quiet. <laughs> um, and I just walk through nature. And I, I'm very fortunate to live right here around a lot of woods and a creek. Um, and so for me, it was about that connection to Mother Earth and to spirit and making sure that I'm programming my brain first thing in the morning, like a computer with the right thoughts to frame my day. Um, because I'm prone to waking up with the anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's going to vary, obviously, from person to person, but don't overdo it. You know, if you feel like you need to do something, you probably actually don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, do, do what lights you up. That's my whole thing is do what lights you up. People, I think, get um, kind of frustrated with me sometimes when they're like, just tell me the answer. And I'm like, no, you have the answer. I'm telling you, yeah. do what lights you up. You know, if you want to spend a couple of hours in meditation, by all means, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to do yoga twice a day, do that. So it just depends on who you are and what you enjoy and how you feel the most connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have been really paying attention to how force and obligation is like incorrect energy for what you're trying to create. And it's, it's infusing things that are intended to give you clarity or give you the protection or the security or the safety or the groundedness that you're seeking. It's infusing those things with lack of safety through force and obligation. <laughs> It comes back to the unlearning, you know, of yep. all the programming that we've been subjected to is that we have to go, go, go and do, do, do all the time when really <laughs> we just need to stop doing, yeah. doing, doing and just be, 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 you know. <laughs> and I think there's been, I like to think of it as like the spiritual habits fad for so long, you know, and I'd say especially like around the time I started having my awakening in 2012, 2013 was when there was a lot of people coming online then. Um, you know, everybody was like, ooh, crystals and meditation and yoga and doing all of these things became the way to be spiritual. Mm. But we are spiritual as a sovereign being. Like mm. we contain the universe within us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do anything outside of us to be spiritual beings. And while those tools sometimes are helpful, especially when we're first getting started, you know, I don't even really work with my crystals as much as I used to anymore because it was a tool then. Now that I know how to work with the energy, I don't always need the tool, mm -hmm. you know? And so you've got to just know how to flow in that being state, you know, is that sovereign being and, and not necessarily focus so much on the outside habits. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Jamie, thank you so much. I, this was such, you know, what's funny to me is that we are talking about the work to, oh my God, never mind. We're talking, the work, we're talking about money mindset and we're talking about wealth consciousness and we're talking about the shifts that take place in a way that really I haven't talked about before. And that is just like the energetic shifts that take place physically in the mind, in the consciousness, 
And then within the womb space itself and releasing what isn't serving you. And this is really a new conversation that I've had around wealth consciousness. So this was just so cool. And I know that people listening are going to absolutely love it and eat it up. And I hope that you guys picked up something new. I know that I had a lot of like aha moments, especially around womb space conversations. So just again, thank you. That was such a gift for me to receive. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything else that you feel like is missing from this conversation or is there anything that you want to share before we learn all about how people can work with you? Um, No, I mean, I feel really complete um, with what we've spoken about and I'm just really grateful. Um, It's, it's flowed so well. Like I feel like we both were just channeling so much. (laughs) This has been really, really fun. Thank you. Oh, of course. No, it's so fun to have you on. So You've talked about a couple programs throughout our conversation, and I know that you work with people one-on-one too. So for anybody that is wanting to do the energetic work around money mindset, wealth consciousness, or just around their business in general, they're wanting to incorporate more of this work into their business. How can people work with you? What what do you have going on? So I, yeah, I do work with people one-on-one. It's on a very limited basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to have a chat with people and then just see if we vibe and see if we're an, an energetic match for that work. Um, but what I'm really focusing on right now is the programs where I can kind of marry like teaching. So sharing the knowledge that I have with also creating those shifts for people energetically. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of weeks ago now, I launched my rewrite your money story. Um, so this is the first round. And once this first initial round is over, it's going to be available all the time. Um, and it's a really like low ticket, I think like, um, investment and huge amount of transformation that can come from it. I've packed so much value into that program. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just keeps getting better and better and better as we go. And that's really for people who, I mean, as the title states, I couldn't say it any more plainly, rewrite your money story. You know, mm-hmm. I take you through a very comprehensive look at um, how we how we view money, how we interact with money, how influences come in like um, numerology or zodiac or past life connections. Um, all of those things come to how they come together to work to influence how you interact with money. Um And then at the end of this month, I'm also going to be doing my mastermind, which I'm Mm -hmm. really excited about. It's kind of a mashup of my academy that I launched earlier in the year. So um, that one is going to be kind of an intimate container as well. Very cool. Well, all of that information is going to be in the show notes, guys. So definitely go follow Jamie on Instagram. Her content is so good, so fun to read. And I, it's just been such a pleasure, like having this conversation with you. I, like I said, I've said it like five times, had a lot of aha moments. Feel like this was a different type of conversation than what I've had with other people who teach money mindset and wealth consciousness. So just thank you for that contribution and just for the work that you do and the woman that you are. It's, you're incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's, it's a huge honor to be here. I respect the work that you're doing and I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share with your followers and hopefully get you some new ones. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Um, we'll have to do this again soon. And when you launch your podcast, (laughs) we can have a conversation then too, but thank you so much. Thank you. 